Hey, hello and welcome to this month's Parent and NI podcast. Um, at the weekend, some of our staff took part in the Belfast City Marathon Team Relay, which has been a bit of an inspiration for this month's episode, where we'll be focusing on exercise. It is recommended that the average adult should do between 75 and 150 minutes of exercise each week. And this can either be moderate intensity exercise, such as walking, hiking, riding a bike, or it could be more vigorous activities such as running, swimming, aerobics, or skipping with a rope. Um, exercise and physical activity mean that different things to different people. So for example, your everyday physical activities could count, um, such as walking to work, your household chores, like cleaning, taking the stairs instead of the lift and running after the kids. Um, whereas others may view exercise as going to the gym, going out for a run, or taking part in sports activities or the play in a sports team. But whatever way you get your physical exercise, making it fun rather than something that you have to do can be a real motivator to keep it up. And today I am in Straban in St Mary's Primary School with our Families Together project. And we're going to talk a little bit about the walking group that they've set up here. Okay, my name is Claire and I am the Families Together key worker here in Straban. So we have a walking group set up here in St Mary's Primary School on a Thursday morning. And we start at about 9, 10am in the morning. And we go for various lengths of walks from 5k sometimes till 9k, depending on the humour and depending on how far we're able to go that day. And we have fun, we have laughter, we also sometimes have tears but it's always guaranteed that we feel better after having our walk. My name's Margaret. I joined the walking club. Uh, I'm one of the golden oldies on it. I have to say, it's like throw your troubles to the wind. You go out there, you feel the wind in your face, you let go of all your stresses and troubles. Uh, it's very good for the mind, body, soul, never mind the figure. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy it. I look forward to meeting up with the girls. It's like our own private counselling session. Love it, and long may it continue. My name is Anne and I'm also one of the golden oldies. <coughs> Me and my sidekick here, we go every week and we actually continued. We walk every day. We only met up from this walking group and we've started walking every day from that. We, we try and get in, we do five days a week and we go miles and miles. And as Margaret said, we throw everything caution to the wind and we go out and we laugh and we giggle and all the rest of the girls. It's a great group. It's great to get out and to talk and to meet people and get up in the morning. So this has definitely been a lifeline for me for to get up and motivate because I wouldn't be motivated on my own. I would go one day, maybe not go for the next, but now with Margaret and I and the group, I go every day and I'm very grateful for it. So thank you very much for starting it. So you're talking there about kind of the social aspect yeah. of the Watton group. Mm -hmm. Um, would you say that's a real motivator for you in Absolutely. terms of yes. most yeah. definitely yeah. yes yeah. you know what do you do you get up in the morning and you have so many little chores and when they're done what do you do mm -hmm. you sit down in front of a telly mm -hmm. or you know you you get depressed or you get down whereas this is a real lift to get out meet your friends talk about whatever's bothering you throw your troubles to the wind yeah. and just mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. it's great yeah. it's great for the mind it really is great for the mind yeah um and if you were maybe Say there's other, because we know um, other schools up here in the Families Together um, project will be starting their own yeah. walking groups. St Catherine's um, is starting on Monday the 17th of May, mm -hmm. again at approximately 9, 10, just so you get a chance to drop the kids off in the morning. Um, so they'll be starting there every Monday morning. So again, and the, the walk will kind of incorporate 
two levels so if you kind of want to walk a wee bit slower do shorter miles to start off with and build on that or anybody who wants to walk that bit further will have uh, people there from Derry Strabane District Council helping us out with that as well which is mm-hmm. great so we also have on a Tuesday morning as well the walking group in Sam Mills Primary School mm-hmm. uh, which goes every Tuesday morning it's it's the longest running group actually because <coughs> it started last January um, so and again they have a great camaraderie and they come together and they enjoy uh, meeting up with each other as well and the social side of it for them is brilliant too. If you were then send others who were thinking about maybe coming and joining the group or starting to just do a wee bit more physical exercise what would be your tips and advice maybe for them? Just come along because oh, until you've come good. to the group you'll, you'll realise that you'll be welcome straight away. Mm-hmm. Every group is a great group and we, we really do want new members because the bigger numbers we have, the easier the walk is. Mm-hmm. And I think we all know that, that you kind of filter between every stage of the group at certain times in the walk. Uh-huh. You start off at the front, you move to the middle, you maybe move to the back. Uh-huh. And not because you're walking slower or faster, but because you get to talk to everybody. So it's about coming along and actually just saying hello it's as we arrive that, yeah. and just kind of, you know, saying I want to join, but today I would only like to walk. A certain length and we're yeah. you know we're happy to, to yeah. allow that to happen so if anybody's listening to this she's nowhere to go yeah. you'll be calling <laughs> in the school <laughs> um so yeah i mean i suppose it's kind of nice to have the time and the space to just dedicate to it as well because um we're all leading really busy lives you have children to run after you have other stuff going on um and it can be hard to be motivated i suppose it's kind of embedding it into you as you say ladies you are going out every day now um so it, it can be hard to find the time do any would any of you agree with that or you Not think really. it's good to, um, the hardest thing i think is putting your coat on that's it just yes. getting up and doing yes. that yeah yeah the must do but uh-huh. in the morning that's the hardest uh-huh. part yeah. putting your coat on and going out you could look out and think it's raining Aye, you put your coat aye. on you're out there, it's great. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, yeah. in this country, you do yeah, have to deal with the weather, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think whenever you're going out to drop the kids off for school anyway, mm-hmm. it's just going out with that mindset, actually, I'm going for my walk today mm-hmm. and I'm having a cup of tea afterwards. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're out of the house rather than going home and thinking I have to go at 11 o'clock yeah. where then you yeah. can lose the will or you start cleaning out a cupboard or you start doing something else as well. Uh-huh, I uh-huh. think it's important that that's you know, a big factor of it that you're out of the house anyway, dropping the kids off, so then we're just going to go I just straight go and do it while you're there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, regardless of weather. Regardless mm-hmm. of weather. And, and we, we have proved that. Slide it yeah, all we have proved that. Absolutely. We've had wind, we've had rain. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Brilliant. Well, as the old saying is, you can't be a fair weather walker mm. and live in Ireland. Go with whatever it brings. And it's not the weather, it's the clothing that we're wearing, let's face it, because we're well. And at the end of the day, a bit of rain, you can go home and get a shirt and you feel good. That's it, yeah. See if the grid doesn't be on, see who miss it on the Thursday. Look forward to see, I didn't know Margaret, and I seen Anne before, but I didn't know you'd speak to until no. I came to the group yeah, so you get speaking to people and get to know them you've and made new friends it's great you make friends it's yes, definitely yeah. that's right. fantastic definitely yeah. it's really good and it's good kind of I mean I know myself I started running um, about three years ago now and it was because I wanted to lose a wee bit of weight for a, for a friend's wedding um, yeah. and I just got the bug for it but I really did find now see going out for a walk or a run it really just clears my head. If I've had a terrible day mm-hmm. or I'm not feeling myself, I just 
go out and it's that whole endorphins thing yeah, isn't it after you've done it yeah, you know it, do, it is a real you know it has a it's had a positive impact on my mental yeah, health yeah. and i do think it's yeah, something that <laughs> if people realize maybe that yes realize yes, more yeah. the benefits that yeah, they're more you, you forget about your troubles while you're out for the hour mm-hmm. or the two yeah, hours or whatever you yeah. forget about everything until mm-hmm. you're landed back in again you uh, I, think to, uh, see, I think to save your children at home see you be more motivated yes. and be more you know being uh going out for a walk and be more energetic mm-hmm. at it pays off them. them, it encourages yeah. them to yeah. get up Absolutely. as well and get out rather than sitting about doing nothing. Yeah. 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 No, they they follow in your footsteps yeah. basically. Yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. now, at home. Especially now with the children with all the games, you know, oh, the yeah, yeah, computers and all. Games. It's not yeah. like years ago you were outside playing and the door was closed there upstairs and computers. Yes. So if they see you getting active, they'll want to come with you. Margaret, you're Ellie. Oh, sure, she was about yeah. all the time. She uh-huh. never gives me peace. It's no. come on, we're going for this. You go, come on, we're going for this. <laughs> That's probably because she sees you. Right. Yeah. Even if it's only down around the corner to the meadow to pick white flowers for the male yes. or anything that she's out. You know, yes. She just loves getting out. It's great. That's and great. it has definitely done her a power of good as well. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. That's really good. And it has brought up her social skills a bit. You know, uh-huh. she would have been very quiet and backward. And now you're a different girl. Fantastic. What about some of the, the achievements then? Because sometimes people think, like, if they set themselves a goal, then, you know, that motivates you even that bit more. But you ladies have have had a few monster walks. You've <laughs> yeah. been on really good, good yeah, wee trips. The we came back in for mountain. Yes, about how long? About a month. A month ago, we clicked Nakivo, which was really good. That was, that was yeah. great achievements that was for some a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I've never been there. I've lived in Strabane all my life. I've uh-huh. never been to Nakivo, and they never have walked it. It's funny. Our group is all different shapes, sizes, ages. We all vary from maybe 30 to 60 year olds. So there's a lot of the whole group completed it, uh-huh. which was a great achievement. Me and Margaret's in the middle range, just about 40. <laughs> <laughs> a great achievement for everyone, I think, that yeah. they all yeah, completed definitely. that. Yeah. And a great picnic at the top. They had packed Absolutely the most sure. amazing picnics. <laughs> Me and Connor landed, and they all had cool bags. They all had rucksacks full of food. Uh-huh. So when we got to the top of the mountain, it was like a feast for all. At the top of the <laughs> I, I think we didn't realise what the knock of was like. We also had found how to go to get some... Uh, some reflexology done as a group just ourselves Brilliant. privately we've became uh-huh. very good friends uh-huh. so we have booked to go to different things and we go out for, for lunch uh-huh. we would go out for our dinner evenings uh-huh. Uh-huh. some evenings together so we have yeah, achieved wonderful. a lot more than just walking. Yeah, the social yeah. Good. aspect of it has been brilliant because, yes. as Anne said, she's in Strabane, didn't know me, I didn't know her, didn't know the girls. Mm-hmm. We now, you know, if something it's happens, great. you have someone to call. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I can yeah. call some of my friends. Yeah, like, you know. that's brilliant. That's really good. Yeah. So it's yeah. not we just physical in China as well. We did. Really. We oh, yeah. Great walking in China. It was absolutely beautiful. And it was October time. Yeah. And the day was fabulous. We had the loveliest day. It was a great day. We went for lunch afterwards then. It was a really good walk. Let's go again on Tuesday yes uh-huh. on oh, yeah. a week bus trip as well so, uh-huh. so I think we're all looking really forward yes, to it yes brilliant <laughs> Poison Glen we're going um, to Poison Glen Poison yeah. Glen mm-hmm. yeah. and do we remember the day that um, Connor our walk leader got us oh. lost <laughs> how many miles did we walk oh, that wow. day yes oh, 20 oh, thousand steps yes. I don't know many 
it? was 12k, was it 12 or 13k? He took us the wrong road and it was a walk. He got lost. We literally landed. But we had the best day. The weather was fantastic. It was gorgeous. He was very good, but he sent for water. He did. He went for reinforcements and brought us all water back. He had your back anyway, and there you go. But it was a great walk, and how good did we all feel after? We we came back and we're like, oh my God, that was a serious long walk. But the sense of achievement of knowing actually my body was able to do that, you know, was fantastic. Yeah, that's it. You don't even know you're going so far. No, you don't realize it. No, because you're enjoying it. And, and you're just walking. And that's yeah. why bigger numbers means you, would be, you, you know, yeah. that's how good that would be because it would just mean that you can't float between different uh, people having a wee chat and a catch up. And how many problems have we solved by walking? Because oh, yeah. a problem shared yeah, is, you know, so it's so a so yeah. And we really yeah. have, like, you know, it's. And you maybe leave the house that morning thinking, no, I can't see any way around this. How am I going to get through it? And just by talking to someone and hearing someone else's perspective on it gives you that opportunity to take a step back from it and think, uh-huh. actually, yeah, yeah, I could try it this way or I could, you know. Yeah. And it is nice to be able to kind of do that as you're walking and you're not having to sit in a group staring at one another. Yes. We're looking yeah. forward, we're walking straight ahead, so you're not having to keep direct eye contact with someone so it's really nice that way that mm-hmm. you can kind of have a conversation mm-hmm. you know as you're walking along too right. so plenty of banter definitely to the walk leaders they tend to that's right I never would have heard a spoke from last time we've been in a corner and wouldn't have spoken but it's great now. Well, I'm looking forward to me thirsty. Just mm. love it. But now you definitely have for me. We started all together. We've all like we're only we're only family uh, Oh, we so definitely have now. Yeah. Going to the gym as well. A few girls out of our group. We joined the gym. Very good. So we're working at hit too. It's been really good. Oh, so Anne had to turn off her notifications because she was getting <laughs> the, she was getting too many. The glory details of the gym. <laughs> <laughs> but we weren't able to hardly <laughs> move afterwards. But you, <laughs> s- you organised a group for Pilates, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. 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 We went six weeks. Yeah. They did a lot of exercise outside of it as well. She so yeah. did a six-week program. It wasn't a Pilates. Pilates. Yes. yes. And we're doing a. F- uh, See, so doing a four-week program at the gym at the mm-hmm. minute. We're doing hit. So um, I think Amazon will be doing Zumba after yes. we're finished yes. the gym. Because yeah. yeah. I think a lot of them would like to do the yeah. Zumba. So, yeah. so we're going to look into that after yeah, the gym session. Yeah. So those are good because um, the gym is too intense. Too intense. I would no, I couldn't. So Zumba is something that you're going to like and you totally. Yes, uh, enjoy the exercise, music, and everything. Yes. So I think it's going to be a good idea. Oh, I dance are so deaf. Oh, they're brilliant. And they've said this is really, really mm-hmm. helping them getting out and walking and getting yeah. to the gym and mm-hmm. getting to Pilates and stuff. They found it really, really helped. That's brilliant. And they would go that group well. and then go on their own. You know, yes. Go, the group, yes. Yes. Motivates them to that go rather than one person go yeah. on their own. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite daunting walking into some place and you on your own, you yeah, walk into okay. a, a group that's established. Whereas whenever we're all yeah. going together, it was no uh, problem. Absolutely. So, yeah. And even as well, um, like with the gyms and stuff, sometimes that's whatever works for for different people. Mm-hmm. But it can be quite daunting going into gyms and you see all these kind of slim bodies figures and... and you know. And I as well, that's why I like about the running and the walking is the green sort of yeah. space. Yeah. 
and um, you're not looking at like TV screens in the gym or yeah. do you know what I mean you're out in the air and that's you know it. that's something that and even today it was raining but we were coming up the bypass and the smell of the hawthorn you know, yeah. 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 just, yeah. just I was saying to them I said oh god smell the hawthorn and you could just they just feel the senses oh, it was yeah. lovely yeah. 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 it was lovely yeah. 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 it was the best medicine everybody's mental health and everything and you know not even see for your it's not even for your fitness levels or mm-hmm. it's for your head. Yes. yes. Yeah. I think it's great to get yes. out of that. Why do you think we have so much mental health now, Teresa? Yes. Because everybody has cars and everybody has iPads and everybody has yes, phones and so nobody day. is outside enjoying what yes. nature has left for us. Yes, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. right. And so you don't have to go back to basics. Get your hands onto the earth and feel good. Uh-huh. You don't realise what's on your own doorstep. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. You, that's that's true. True. you really don't. I mean, we have come across some beautiful places. Yes. Just at our own. Uh-huh. I took Margaret up uh, last week. We went... Over the new bridge and up to Courtrea Park, Margaret has never, she's in Strabane 18 years, has never been to Courtrea Park. Never we understand. walked away up to Courtrea Park and down the Curly Hill. Yeah. You know, we just, uh, all these yeah. different, you know, you climb the steps. steps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 22,000 steps and nearly died. Cookie <laughs> <laughs> will be fine for you. Just <laughs> to oh, there you go. I'll be not a bother to you. Listen, no, ladies, great. thank you very much for talking to me today. Thank you for coming. It's been great to thank hear your stories of yes. friendship as well as your physical activity and uh, getting out and enjoying um, your walking together. So thank you so, very thank much. You. Thank, thank you. And any day you want to join us, come in. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll be up to Strabane more often. Yes. <laughs>Currently, I work in Gravener Community Centre in the Lower Falls and primarily I develop health and wellbeing programmes specifically for females to give them a place where they can feel comfortable to go and exercise. Um, Not only just exercise, but have a social aspect to it as well. Um, So that's a a main part of my work. My background, though, is in youth work. So that's what... Initially, I started working on Gravener as, as, as a youth worker, doing multiple programs for about 12 years with, with young people. Mm-hmm. And that's how the program evolved into now working with, uh, I say, more senior women. The initiative initially was a young person's program, looking at lifestyle changes and how we kind of adapt those lifestyle changes, not just for a short period of time, but for the rest of your life. And it was to do with initially working with the young people. But what kind of came to fruition very early was that it doesn't matter the messages that you're trying to reinforce with young people. If the parents aren't on board with it as well, the message then becomes disconnected and it almost becomes diluted and watered down for the young person to try and instill these messages in a household where the parents might necessarily be on the same page. So the programme naturally evolved then to start incorporating parents, particularly mothers. So it was initially 10 young women and 10 parents and then the program kind of just took a life of its own where wow. people started bringing friends and they brought friends and it became a word of mouth program to the point where I've never exercised or kind of promoted this initiative because it isn't about making money. As I said there at the very start, I mean, it's about giving women a space to come 
and exercise and not feel judged and not feel kind of too uncomfortable yeah so they yeah. are so i mean you hear the negative connotations with um especially females going to mainstream gyms you know it's posers yeah. and stuff like that yeah. there and it can be very off-putting mm-hmm. so the initial idea behind this program and i kind of seen how it was going was just to kind of create that safe space for people then to come in and exercise that's fantastic i didn't realize it was like female kind of specific um because funny Earlier, when I was talking to some of the women in the Strabane Walton group at the start of the podcast, that was one of the things that I had said in terms of kind of my own exercise regime. I I do feel very self-conscious about yeah. going to the gym. I do. Um, and that's why I prefer like going out running or, you know, doing things just more in the house because there is kind of, there is a bit of a kind of stigma around like going in if you don't have that sort of perfect body type yeah. thing yeah um so that's really interesting i hadn't realized that that's really good to know well that was that's what it's about as i say it isn't about that kind of promotion side of it where we're trying to make money mm-hmm. it's part of our ethos of, of what gravner and what we're trying to do on our on our wider programming yeah um regards the overall health and that incorporates mental health yeah as well so it's not just an exercise program. Mm-hmm. There's kind of conversations that take place and I'm looking at the minute now to evolve that into the next bit where we're starting to kind of look at wider aspects of lifestyle choices. So we're kind of going full circle here from where it started, from working with the young people. Yeah. Now you can kind of see the, the adults kind of desire more information, mm-hmm. which is good because for me that's key to it all mm-hmm. about anything in any walk of life. It's education and information. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you have that, it's what you do with that information and education that you can kind of make more informed decisions and, mm-hmm. and positive choices so my ethos when it comes to accuracies it's about building a rapport and a relationship with mm-hmm. the people that you're trying to help yeah not just help in terms of uh i know what i'm talking about it's helping them and they kind of want to help themselves more yeah because if you look at contact time i run a, a number of classes per week mm-hmm. but if you think about how many hours there is in a day and how many times then people won't be able to get to my classes. It's about them and being able to enforce the changes every single day in their lives yeah. to carry forward for themselves, first of all, but then to set that positive image for their children. So was it your own personal kind of experience that led you? You said at the start there that you first were kind of a youth worker. Yeah. Um, and obviously you were working with the young people initially. Um, but were you always kind of an exercise no. person? <laughs> no. I, I, couldn't have been more at the, at the other side of the scale for me, Emma. Mm-hmm. Excuse the pun. <laughs> um, initially, uh, I was kind of, didn't have much chance in life. I was born, I was a stone weight when I was born. Wow. So I was, so like, I think that kind of set you oh off on a back foot, yeah. yeah. And then through my kind of adolescent and teenage years, I kind of almost put on a stony year. So by mm-hmm. the time I was 16 in the secondary school, I weighed 16 stone. Okay. Left school and went to uh, training and employment thing where I was doing childcare because mm-hmm. I've always volunteered and worked and had a connection to Gravner Community Centre. Yeah. But it just seemed to be as the older I got, the more weight, more weight I put on. Mm-hmm. Not kind of knowing the damage that I was doing at the time because you're young, you don't think of the the, the consequences of your choices in those moments. Yeah. Again, come back to not having the right information. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So at some point along that lane, I kind of tried to lose weight and done it the typical way, try to overall overhaul everything. 
at once, cut out the the bad stuff as I thought it was, yeah. and try to exercise more. So it was all a all of this and none of this, mm-hmm. and the, the typical stuff of I think mm-hmm. everyone, whether yeah. they're overweight or not, has done at some point in their life. Absolutely, yeah. And what I found was that that only lasts a short period of time, and when you lose weight so quick, it's so easy to put it back on again. So that's the kind of way I went into my mid twenties. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was at that point then that something just dropped with me. I think it was one kind of key personal experience for me. I was I took my son to the park mm-hmm. and found it was very out of breath very quick uh-huh. and had to go and sit down. And at this point, I think I weighed about 24, 25 stone. Mm-hmm. And I just realized that this isn't so much just about my health anymore. This is about being here long term yeah. for my son. Yeah. And there was that kind of negative self-image and that kind of consciousness where I went, I'm, I'm still in my mid-20s mm-hmm. and I can barely function mm-hmm. at a physical activity level mm-hmm. running in, in, in the park after the chair. Yeah. So I think then something resonated with me. So I'd done what I'd done, knew how to do, went to the gym, cut out this. Any kind of free minute I had, I was trying to do some sort of physical activity. Yeah. But again, I failed. And I wasn't realising why I was failing or how I was failing. Mm-hmm. And I put on more weight. So that kind of just sent me in that kind of negative kind of cycle where I was emotionally eating. I was eating because I was not being able to kind of take ownership of my decision to lose weight. And it just became a very frustrating period um, in my life. I was going to university and stuff through that there period, working and stuff, you know. So I always found an excuse to kind of yeah. always put it in the back burner, as we, as we do. Yeah, absolutely. So what, um, what, what happened for me was that I could never escape that thought of that kind of physical image that yeah. stuck with me and being in the park that day with KT and not being able to kind of engage with him mm-hmm. the way he wanted me to. Yeah. So that kind of was always the kind of foundation on which my motivation was built upon. And it wasn't about me trying to look better or anything like that. It was about me being there for him. So, without kind of sounding egotistical, Mm -hmm. I'm not a a kind of stupid person. I'm an avid learner. The messages that I was kind of giving young people, well, I was being a hypocrite because I wasn't following them myself. When I was working with young people, it was all about giving the right information to make the right choices at the right time so that if there are consequences to deal with, they can trace that back to a decision and they can go, well, no, I own that mm-hmm. because I consciously made that. So mm-hmm. the consequences, you're, you're better equipped to deal with. Yeah. I wasn't doing that myself and finding a re excuse under the sun to not do that there. So I went to the local healthy living centre and kind of made a bargain with Emmons. If they put me through my exercise qualifications that I would promise them as a good news story. So it kind of... Once I said that out loud, I was like, right, I can't go back in this. Because everything I had done to that point was a personal level. I mm-hmm. never spoke it out loud. It was always into myself. So if I failed, mm-hmm. I only had to myself to deal with. This time around, I was like, I said this out loud. I can't go back in this. So this was about 12 years ago. Um, and the reason I know that was because it was the year me and Lauren had decided to get married. Mm-hmm. So on the November of that year... I weighed myself and I was 29 and a half stone okay. and I said to myself right I'm gonna enjoy Christmas mm-hmm. I'm gonna have one kind of final thing and the usual Just I'm gonna start Monday. I'm phone. gonna start Monday <laughs> so yeah I'm away the Monday comes and I'll change everything <laughs> but for me I, something felt different 
something felt kind of more switched on in my brain and, and because I think I had said it out loud yeah. and, and I couldn't go back on because there was fear of failure in that then mm-hmm. and not just to myself but I'd talk to these people who says yes they would find the funding for me to go and do these qualifications as long as I paid that back in return so from the January until we got married in September I'd lost a stone a month so I had oh. so I'd lost nine stone so yeah. by the time I got married I was sitting I think around about 21 and a half stone mm-hmm. so I think I got around to about the 30 stone mark at my heaviest yeah and it was easy I'm not going to lie, because I had so much weight to lose, it was easy losing yeah. weight. But again, I went about it the wrong way because I hadn't started my qualifications yet. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't, and I still hadn't got the right information. But my motivation had changed. It became a challenge. Okay. It became more about proving that I can do this. Uh-huh. And there was no learning in that process for me. It was just literally go to the gym for three hours in the morning. I'd done that five, six days a week. And I didn't enjoy it, but I'd done it. After that period then... um. I became a kind of a just a maintenance bit. Do you know what I mean? When I'm saying, God, well done, you've lost so much weight and stuff yeah. like that. But within myself, I still wasn't happy. I still wasn't confident. I still kind of felt overweight, which I was obviously being somewhere between 20 and 21 stone. And it wasn't until I started learning about the physiology and the anatomy of the body that I went, right, okay, I need to do things differently. I need to kind of change things up. I need to start putting so much pressure on myself. It isn't all about weight loss. So, again, it goes back to the kind of a point where, again, this is why for me information and education is so important is because as I was learning, I was taking that in and seeing firsthand the mistakes that I was making. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I still wasn't even contemplating really doing fitness programs or anything like that this was a personal journey for me but yeah. once I got qualified then I kind of put it back in by volunteering my time to train people and so the more qualifications I got the more experience I got and the more kind of different type of people I was able to train so I'd done a GP referral course which enabled me to kind of work with people who really needed help okay. people with maybe rheumatoid arthritis blood pressure issues some people with down syndrome and it was in those moments and those engagements when you kind of go, well, I'm an able-bodied person here. Mm-hmm. There's nothing stopping me except my mindset. Mm-hmm. And that's what's holding me back here. Physically, I can go and do the work, yeah. but it was the mindset and the connection with what it is I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And that was always the, the disconnect yeah. that, that took me years and years and years of doing and failing and trying and failing, but never learning. Until at some point I started reading more, not just about books, but about lifestyle changes and about how we function as human beings, how we kind of live our lives out on a daily basis. And it was when I started getting more and more information that I started kind of putting together the pieces of my own jigsaw. Mm -hmm. And then the penny just dropped it. This isn't a definite process it's an infinite process this is for me for the rest of my life so the pressure that I put myself on a day and daily basis well that's okay but you have to take some of that pressure off to try and enjoy the experience mm-hmm. to tr- kind of understand why it is you're doing and what you're doing it for and kind of just taking uh, almost a snapshot of, of, of the bigger picture yeah. and then breaking that down into kind of yeah. smaller portions yeah there's a couple of things while you're talking there that are just striking me I mean something that I think, I mean, you've said about mindset, and I really do think that is something with exercise that is key. Like, I mean, we, um, we did marathon relay this, yeah. this year, and uh, I mean, that's not, for a lot of runners, it's not a long distance. Mine was around about seven miles, but that was big for me. Yeah. Um, and I find with running, it is a real mindset thing. It's not really, you are physically able to do it. Yeah. Your body can do it. 
but if you go out for a run and you're not in the right mindset, you're not going to run that seven yeah. miles. You'll give up after two. Or you, yeah. you know. For me, one of the kind of key things is what I try and tell the people that I train or, or train with is your body will never go where your mind doesn't let it. Mm-hmm. And if we are, we're limited only by our imagination. Mm-hmm. And that may sound very cliche and very corny, but it's true. If you can visualise something, mm-hmm. the only thing that's going to stop you from getting there is yourself. And it goes back, and this is why I keep relaying this back, this key thing is these were the messages that I was trying to reinforce the young people. Mm-hmm. And I feel they're valid messages because it's it's what you do with the information that you have will help, will initiate change, but more important than initiate change because we're all capable of change to yeah. a small degree. Yeah. It's maintaining it. That's yeah. the difficulty. Yeah. And just like what you're saying, you could go out in a seven-mile run knowing... I know what I have to do here. I've done this before. Your yeah. body's capable of it. Your muscles are capable yeah. of getting you there. But if your mindset isn't switched on, if you're stressed about work, stressed about stuff in the house, mm-hmm. you'll find that disconnect mm-hmm. between your brain and your body mm-hmm. and you'll switch off. Your mind will go elsewhere and all of a sudden you'll find that you're not in the moment. You're not in the zone to kind of go and do it and you'll find a reason to stop. Yeah. And we're all going to have those challenges along the way and that for me was what changed I'm a personally, mm-hmm. uh, on a personal level was the fact that I stopped making it about weight loss mm-hmm. and started seeing it for a different reason altogether yeah, of, of what I was doing. It, yeah. And it was about longevity. It's about being here. Uh-huh. I came back to my initial point about KT. Being uh-huh. here as long as I can. It was only him at the point and then I had another child. Yeah. But it was just about being around for them and being fit and being healthy. And then I realised, well, it's not just about that. Mm-hmm. It's about my own quality of life because the better quality of life that I have, mm-hmm. then the better quality of life that I can impact on his. Yeah. And also the people that I interact with, the people yeah. that I work with. So there's this term, self-care, and it's very bandied about, but it's just one of the most important things out there. Yeah. And people can kind of see it as a selfish trait. But you have to be selfish because if you don't take care of yourself, no one else is going to step in and do that for you. And I think, and I hope it don't come this message doesn't come the wrong way. I think women, especially, are the biggest kind of ones who negate self care, Mm -hmm. especially when they have kids and they're and they're working and stuff like that. There because they put the needs of others and their kids ahead of their own. Yeah. And you kind of see the impact that that has on them. They kind of always in a busy state. They're always rushing. You know they won't get time for the gym and they won't have time for themselves and stuff like that there. And there is legitimacy in that. Yeah. But if they're kind of trying to be the best mother they can or the best partner they can or wife or, or whatever whatever it is in, in their kind of life that's important to them, it's, there has to be a degree of self-care first. You have to kind of put the needs of yourself up there at least equal to the people else whoever else is in your life because if you fail to look after yourself your own health will deteriorate so there's only so long that you can kind of operate for at a subpar level before Mm -hmm. the likes of depression isolation and all those kind of negative connotations that we associate associate to to those terms kind of set in Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then the challenge then of self-care and exercising it just seems so far away that they're not even important. They're not even yeah. worth talking about because you make you want to cross your front door. Yeah, and yeah. your your mindset is is in a different place. So, for me, mindset is above and beyond everything. And then in that, Emma, I think there has to be room where there's days you realize that your mindset isn't going to be there, mm-hmm. and it's okay to have those days. We all have ups and downs. It's not yeah. going to be a straight line. Yeah. It's about what you do with those experiences that you've had. It's the resiliency you build up over time. It's 
if you're having a bad day with the kids and how you handle it and stuff like that, or rather than kind of going to your default, well, I'm going to eat this because he done this or whatever, you know, it's, it's about having coping mechanisms mm-hmm. over time and being aware yeah. of it. Yeah, and funny, as we're, we're recording this, this week is Mental Health Awareness Week. Um, and their theme for this week, or for, yeah, for this week, this year, is, uh, is body image. And that is something, I mean, we're starting to talk a little bit, of, we're kind of veering into that territory of yeah. talking about mental health and how that impacts. Well, exercise, I personally feel exercise has really helped me mentally, yeah. you know, and I think, as you say, it can be difficult if you're really not feeling good you sometimes you don't want to cross the door never mind you know getting out of bed even sometimes yeah but i mean um that kind of you know about more about this because you know all the kind of <laughs> the education side of things but those endorphins and things yeah. after you've been to the gym or been for a run or done even just going out for a walk sometimes um can make you feel just so much happier kind of yeah. and in a better place mentally and being out in fresh air and stuff too body image i suppose for young people today you're bombarded with images not just social media media in general of what it's is to have the perfect body yeah um and that's 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 challenging for and i think but you're talking about women being a challenge in themselves sometimes and i i would agree with that even when you were talking earlier about the whole yo-yo diet and thing i think women will identify that yeah. with that more than anything but um yeah i suppose how do we kind of view those things realistically as well and i mean teach our young people too that you don't have to be this perfectly filtered gorgeous body on on screen and kind of protect your own mental health as well yeah <sighs> to be honest emma i feel so i don't even have the right terminology to put this in the words but mm-hmm. a young person growing up now faces a completely different different set of challenges than young people say 10 15 mm-hmm. years ago mm-hmm. when i was kind of more doing the youth work stuff yeah. <clears throat> and it is because of the exposure to the wider world and I think it's important to frame what social media is. I mean, I think social media is always seen as this negative connotation towards it. And sometimes very rightly so, because young people have no escape from the outside world. And there's almost an addiction to it that you can't put your phone down. You have to kind of see what's what's going on. And they're bombarded with these matches on a day and daily basis, and there is no escape. And get back to the point we were saying about going for a walk or going for a, to the gym and stuff like that. How many people have you seen when they go to the gym? They're they're checking in on Facebook mm-hmm. and you know it's yeah. not legitimate if you don't if you no, don't check in first. Just to have it, yeah. And I think a lot of people are almost forced to live this kind of fake side of their lives yeah. where they kind of have to keep up appearances and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Come back to the bit where, where body image is. This is something that I kind of say quite frequently. And again, I hope it don't come across as the wrong way. I, I'm using this here in personal experience and mm-hmm. in terms of the people that I work with. And anybody yeah. listening to this know, who knows me yeah. will understand kind of my ways. If I was to say to 10 women, especially women, and men are becoming the same way mm-hmm. very, very rapidly, draw the ideal body image for you mm-hmm. and ask them to do it the day and next day, they change it. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah. So it is forever evolving and forever changing, but it's the information that you take in externally and what you do with that door is the key. 
and it is all these filters and kind of stuff like that there and it has to be perfect pictures and stuff like that there there's a few celebrities kind of out there who Emily Skye is one of them she's this fitness model um, yeah. an Australian one uh-huh. who she had she had a baby about 12 months ago mm-hmm. and she's in great shape and stuff like that there and she's posting the real pictures of herself as opposed to the pictures that are filtered yeah. which I find is very refreshing because she's showing her stretch marks she's showing her flaws yeah. so she is Whereas when she puts up a filtered one, everything looks perfect. Yeah. So it does. Yeah. What chance does the average person on the street have with that door? I mean, her whole life is built around selling fitness products and fitness um, regimes and fitness programs and stuff like that there. So it would be easier for her to do the whole filtered bit and go, look how fantastic I am. I had a baby 12 months ago or something mm-hmm. and look at my body now. It's a fantastic shape. If I can do this, then you can do that door. If we talk about an average person on the street who maybe is working a nine to five or different shifts and stuff like that there and has two, three different kids and has maybe one or two hours to spare a week and they're looking at this woman who's able to achieve this here success in a manner that is quicker than normal for most people, mm-hmm. they have no chance because there's that pressure then to go, well, I want to look like this and I want to look like this and why can't I be like this? I think I'm going to caveat this with that Emma Mm -hmm. is that everyone has to take a degree of personal accountability and personal responsibility (laughs) yes we're always going to compare ourselves to others Mm -hmm. just by nature that's who we are and it's goes back then to relationships that we keep and are those relationships that we have in our lives a positive influence Mm -hmm. or a negative influence for me what I see and what I observe from a lot of people is that social media has a negative influence on a lot of people Mm -hmm. and we don't use it for the positive mechanisms in which it was designed for initially And that's unfortunate, but that's that's human error. What it's doing internally to people, and I think going back to the bit where you said about Mental Health Awareness Week, it has that kind of constant drip effect on yeah. your mental health. Yeah. And, and on that topic of mental health, I think it's a very taboo subject, mm-hmm. so it is. And I think a lot of people don't like to admit that they're struggling, mm-hmm. so they don't. And there's a load of campaigns, it's okay not to be okay, and it's okay yeah. to talk and stuff like that, yeah. door, which are all fantastic pieces of work. But it's sporadic. It's that having that drip effect on someone personally, and the kind of that negative image is constantly being reinforced on a day and daily basis, and there is no escape from it because we won't put our phones down, mm-hmm. we won't shut that off, we won't protect ourselves from it because we need to know. Mm-hmm. There's that desire to want to know, to see what the person down the street's doing. Mm-hmm. Rather than walk down and call and oh, ask them how they them. are, you'd go on Facebook. And, and mm-hmm. I think that's kind of a, an unfortunate thing, but it's that relationship that you have with those factors. How often do you really take time? They say how you're feeling on a day and daily basis. We're always too busy mm-hmm. and I do that during a very cameras. But don't have time for this and we don't have time for that. But every the twenty four hours that we have today was the same twenty four hours that we had mm-hmm. ten years ago. It's the say to do different things with it now. And if you totaled up the amount of time you just spent on your phone, I'm pretty sure it would equate to more than a few hours a day. Yeah. So I would but we're we're oblivious to this. Mm-hmm. But we don't realise the kind of fog or the haze that we kinda go into once we tap onto your phone I mean you could be on it for half an hour without even realising yeah. but that could be a 30 minute walk yeah, where you're going to feel better uh-huh. where you're going to feel more refreshed more aware of your surroundings more connected to yourself connected to your partner whoever you maybe you're going to walk with or going to the gym with but no we find it a necessity to get on our phones to isolate ourselves and this is a kind of question I started asking myself and then people I work with and doing different programmes because it isn't just about 
exercise and lifestyles that I do, it's about kind of working with parents as well and, mm-hmm. and, and kids. Is how many times have you found yourself where your child's trying to, and I'm guilty of this, so it's not saying I'm fantastic, <laughs> when they're talking to you, you're texting, yeah. or you're on your phone, or you're checking an email, or you're checking Instagram, or whatever social media platform you engage in, and your child's trying to talk to you. We all do it. Mm-hmm. Or someone's trying to talk to you in the office and stuff like that. Or, mm-hmm. And it's, again, it's just kind of falling into that yeah, it's like a societal mindset we've all got into now. I mean, even when you think you're kind of you're talking there about this want to be on our phones all the time or on tablet, looking at screens. You know, when I think about like when I was a child, you 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 wouldn't have had that time. You you'd have been out playing in yeah. the street. You'd have been out on your bike. I suppose that's something that we could maybe discuss now about right around um tips for parents you know say parents want to get more active with their children um, and and maybe to combat some of that negativity around body image and stuff that people young people are bombarded with now would you have any sort of tips or advice for parents around that kind well, of stuff well it's unique and individual mm-hmm. to everyone as human beings we create patterns if you think about the animal kingdom kind of cubs who stay with their, their parents for a while learn from them because they see by doing and that's yeah. how they learn to survive we're exactly the same we're no different mm-hmm. we learn patterns and pick up traits so one is awareness mm-hmm. is the awareness of what image that you're portraying as a parent what messages and what type of role model and person that you are for your children you're your child's primary educator so that's the first bit is awareness the second bit then is Linking that awareness into the patterns that you create and understanding the impact that they have on you as a person individually and then your, your wider family unit. I always kind of use my own personal experience when I lived with my mum growing up, being a teenager. On a Monday, we got stew. On a Friday, we got fish. And the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday was a kind of a rotation of different dinners. But it was patterns. You knew what you were getting on a certain day. And... We learn those traits, as I said, from, from our parents and we carry them forward and pass them on. They are our next generation. But in those messages, we can kind of then understand the patterns that are being created. And if we're at a good degree of awareness, we can change those patterns. Be realistic for what's right for you and your family. Yeah. Don't let the outside influences of social media dictate what your family should be or what it should look like or mm-hmm. we should be doing this because they're doing this or mm-hmm. we should look like this because they look like this. And the more kind of positive choices we can make, the better connection we're going to have, one with ourselves, mm-hmm. two with our family. <sighs> There's a multitude of things families can do. I mean, going for walks in a park and stuff mm-hmm. like that. One of the things that um, me and my son are, are kind of do is, is jiu-jitsu together. Mm-hmm. And it's created a bond between us where yeah. we're kind of training partners and all right, he's a higher belt than me and stuff like that. So there's a certain <laughs> degree of... Is there a wee bit of competitiveness there? Thomas? Well, on his no. part, I, I would like to think I'm a competitive person, especially now with my son. <laughs> Just maybe once or twice. But... Um, we're, we're going to this, uh, this new fantastic facility and a new ground jiu-jitsu academy. It's just opened up in Union Street. Fantastic new gym. And the environment there is completely different because when I train myself, mm-hmm. I kind of train in isolation. And I like that because it works best for me and I'm yeah. aware of that. But this brings a different dynamic to it. Uh-huh. You're training with other people, different experiences, and that has a positive impact, impact on me and, and the relationship that I have with my son. But it, you can kind of see you're almost creating like a, 
a wee family mm-hmm. outside of your own family and stuff like that or were the coaches there just aren't interested how good you are jiu-jitsu they're just how your day went I mean someone who kind of isn't there on a day on daily basis in your life goes how are you today yeah it's a strange thing now uh-huh, and uh-huh. when there's genuine concern behind that question you kind of go oh actually I'm alright you know yeah. thanks for asking uh-huh. and there's appreciation to it it isn't about going to the gym mm-hmm. it isn't about you know joining jiu-jitsu it isn't about running mm-hmm. it's about finding your happy place yeah. it's about finding your escape from real life or the stresses or there's the, the strains of what your work life is doing something for you or for your family so for me it's about slowing things down and kind of trying to appreciate what it is you do in a day and who you're doing it for and if it's for you and your family then for me you're on the road to success well that's maybe a, a nice place to sort of end it on a positive um, thank you very much for no coming in today all, Thomas My and pleasure. talking to us about your own personal experience as well really appreciate it no worries thank you thank you Okay, folks, so there we go. A bit of a longer episode from us this time round, but hopefully you'll have enjoyed hearing the stories on this month's podcast. I personally really enjoyed spending time with both Thomas and the ladies from um, St Mary's Walking Group up in Strabane. Um, We'd like to thank them for giving up their time so freely and uh, for being willing to share their own personal journeys with exercise and in some instances talking about their mental health as well which is just fantastic to have that openness there and we really appreciate it um and yeah we'll be back next month again june um is going to be all about dads because we've got father's day coming up on the 16th of june so get your cards and your gifts prepped for that uh yeah we'll have a special episode going out on the 16th of june um all about dads so you can look forward to that and in the meantime if you would continue to support us with the podcast that would be fantastic so um subscribe rate and review you can get us on apple podcasts and you can get us on Podbean as well so i look forward to talking to you uh, again next month take care and we'll speak to you then bye